Hey guys, you having a good day? What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue looking at Joseph's life. God meant it for good. And today, kind of unusual, let's meet poor, pitiful Mrs. Potiphar. This is Genesis chapter 39, beginning of verse 6. And all we know about Potiphar's wife is given to us in this passage, enough to know that she was a lonely, sensual, sinful woman, the kind of woman the Bible warns us of in Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. We all wish that she would have asked Joseph about his God rather than pursue and tempt him into sin. Meet poor, pitiful Mrs. Potiphar. Number one, Mrs. Potiphar had an impressive position. She had everything it takes to impress others, popularity, position, possessions, power, but nothing to impress God. Mrs. Potiphar could have had as many friends as she wanted, could host huge banquets to enjoy others' company, could have been the most generous philanthropist in all of Egypt at that time, but instead, she was, an unfu- she was unfulfilled in her marriage and obviously unhappy with life. In a way, instead of being impressed with her status in life, you almost feel a bit sorry for poor, pitiful Mrs. Potiphar. You know, Jesus asked the question, what shall profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Temporal pleasures have such a short shelf life. Our vapor of an existence is meaningless if all we do is pile up more toys in our toy boxes. Mrs. Potiphar had an impressive position, but the condition of her heart was set. Number two, Mrs. Potiphar had a wandering eye. Never think that what we allow ourselves to gaze upon is powerless and impacting our thoughts and actions. Genesis 39, 7 says his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph. Mrs. Potiphar joined a long line of well-known Bible characters whose lives were turned upside down because of what they chose to focus on with their eyes and dwell on with their minds. Eve, Reuben, Judah, Samson, and David, just to mention a few. In our media-crazed world, it is even more and more difficult to protect our minds from what we see. Internet blocks and filters do help. Accountability is certainly necessary. But we have to be honest. What we normally think about is what we really love. If we allow our eyes to be filled with sensuality, we're admitting that we love fulfilling our own selfish desires more than we love being pure before God. Even David prayed, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. And he knew the consequences of resisting uh, when he wrote the 101st Psalm, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave, cling, or ever become a habit to me. Number three, Mrs. Potiphar had a dissatisfied, lustful heart. Mrs. Potiphar, the temptress, observed Joseph and sought to sleep with him. Now, Joseph was handsome, informant in appearance, and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her longing eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. Joseph, the tempted, said, No. In fact, even though she tempted him day after day, he did not listen to her or even allow himself to be near her. At first, it seemed as if Joseph attempted to reason with her, kind of hoping that she would be convicted in her own heart and seek to reconcile with her own husband. He said, Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. He has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I sin and do this great wickedness against God? Number four, Mrs. Potiphar had a stubborn will. She, would not have, she wouldn't listen to reason. 
Others may have been caught in her web, but now she was confronted with a young, good-looking servant who simply said, no. He not only refused to sin, but tried to get her to change her own ways. We know that her stubbornness is a mirror of our own tempter, Satan, who is constantly looking for someone to devour. It's a joy to know that if we resist the devil, God promises that he will flee from us. And remember, God never breaks a promise. Let's look at number five. Mrs. Potiphar had a disrespectful attitude towards her husband. Knowing that Potiphar trusted and depended on Joseph, Potiphar's wife quickly shifted the blame to her husband. In her attempt to get the house servants to gang up with her against uh, against Potiphar and Joseph, she complained. He, referring to Potiphar, brought this foreigner, this Hebrew slave, to mock us. Mrs. Potiphar attacked Joseph and accused her husband Potiphar in the same breath. Her disrespect to Potiphar only magnified the truth that she was lying about the entire situation. Number six, Mrs. Potiphar had a lying tongue. Joseph knew the truth. Potiphar's servants knew the truth. I believe that Potiphar himself knew that his wife was lying or he would have had Joseph immediately executed for attempted rape instead of putting him in prison. Here's the account of the truth and the lie together. Quote, but it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house were inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside, she called to the men of the house and spoke to them saying, see, he's brought into us this Hebrew to mock us. He came in to lie with me and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So she kept the garment with her until uh, his master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like these saying, the Hebrew servant, who you brought to us, came in to mock me. So it happened as I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment and he fled outside. Okay, Mrs. Potiphar chose to lie. All who were watching knew the truth, and of course God knew the truth. What she did not realize was that lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. He only delights, God only delights in those who are honest and truthful. God hates lying and so should we. Finally, number seven, Mrs. Potiphar is forgotten. Do you realize that we do not even remember Mrs. Potiphar's first name? Those who think so highly of themselves are often never thought of again after they leave this earth. Poor pitiful Mrs. Potiphar is simply known as Joseph's temptress, who was refused by a godly, disciplined young man. We don't know a lot about this woman, but what we do know, we would rather soon forget. Poor pitiful Mrs. Potiphar. Hey, our time's up for today, but remember, this is kind of a warning. There's certain individuals that we need to stay away from, okay? But today's the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really good day. <music> 